What's up, everybody? This is AJ, and this is the Unnecessary Podcast. We need to be Unnecessary Podcast. It's uh, just kind of free-flowing conversations with friends. And today we have uh, our old co-host, Lee Fishman. What's up, dude? What's up, bro? Nothing. We're obviously listening to Blondie one way or another in honor of uh, coronavirus because... It's day 60, whatever, for me, of not leaving and having a life. What's up with you, man? How's your coronavirus here in 2020? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty uneventful at this point. It kind of settled into it. That's good. No one's died that you love? Um, I actually have a, a coworker who got it, and she was quarantining with her extended family, and her grandmother and uncle both got it and both died. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it just happened a few days ago. That uh, is very crazy. Yep. It's it's like creeping closer. You know what I mean? First, it was in it was something in China, and then it it just kept creeping closer and closer until yeah, I know a few people that have it or had it, and uh, it hasn't been that big of a deal for them, unfortunately. But Mm -hmm. fucking, I think I might have had it back in uh, in February. I got really sick the first week of February. And I still have a cough and my lungs like still don't feel like they're working fully. And like, if I sit slumped over, I have a hard time, like catch my breath a little bit. Damn dude. Yeah. So that was like three months ago. I got it. It was the first week of February. I got, I got sick. You fucking um, got it, bro. Maybe. Definitely. Maybe. I mean, no one around you, but did a lot of people around you get it or everyone in my work was sick. There was one week where they had to like, they had to work with like almost 50% of the staff sometimes because if there's six people working on the line at the restaurant and you know, four of them are sick and there's two people working on the line on like a Friday night and it got, the managers had to jump in and it was, it got crazy there and everybody was getting sick and I was out of work for like two and a half weeks. Damn man. Um, so who yeah. knows? I don't know. Well, I guess two and a half weeks is better than, you know, eight and a half weeks or whatever. Yeah. Or dead. Or dead. Yeah, I think you got it. Um, <laughs> that's my conclusion. Yeah. I I was just with a friend today in the mountains. Um, he lives in Denver, but he went to the mountains on Friday and has been hanging out there since to, uh, until today, which is Wednesday. And he'll be out there another couple of days. But he, he uh, also works in the restaurant industry. And uh, he fortunately got to get unemployment and um, because he was laid off or furloughed like pretty, pretty quickly. um, Yeah. Cause his, his, his restaurant, I think is totally shut down. So my restaurant's just doing uh, takeout and uh, just like the curbside and they do do, do delivery through Grubhub and all that stuff, I guess. Uh So what's, uh, what's your routine been? How you been, how you been coping? Um, I've been doing good for the first, uh, five weeks of it. I was, uh, living down with my mom while my dad, uh, was in the hospital after he got a lung transplant. Oh man. So he got that transplant on the March 6th and that was a uh, Friday. And so my mom stayed overnight the night before the fifth, stayed overnight the sixth, stayed overnight the seventh, that Saturday. And then Sunday they said no more visitors in the hospital because of the coronavirus. They kicked us out. And then we didn't see him for five weeks. He was uh, quarantined in the hospital for five weeks in the ICU. Um, wow. 
So that was pretty crazy. So literally right when it hit was when my dad went in for all that. Um, but he's good now. I mean, he's recovering at home. Um, he's off oxygen for the first time in like four years. Yeah. So trans successful lung transplant, but it was a, definitely a rocky road. Yeah. What a, what a time, but I guess it could have, like, if it was two weeks later, it might've been even worse. If it was two weeks later, he wouldn't have got the transplant because they stopped doing all those kind of surgeries. He was the last lung transplant that Temple did. Oh my God. Sneaking in the door before they close it. And we don't even know if he would have lasted another, you know, year, however long. Right. Without a transplant. Yep. And hospitals are like making that tough decision about which, which patients need to be handled right now, apparently. Yep. Ay, ay, ay. But it's a hoax, dude. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So open carry on the Michigan Capitol and, and demand your freedom. Probably a good move. Dude, I get it. So we've been. One of the ways I've been coping is for the last eight plus years, I don't know how long we've had an ongoing group chat um, with the group me app with, with our college friends. I pop into that every once in a while. We do pop in. Um, but not so often that we can't plan a surprise party for you without you realizing. Um, True. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you do pop. You're known for the popping. You do the popping. Mm-hmm. But Let's do a little pop. Uh, the, the group chat got – too um too mucked up with political debates that mm. a lot of people on the chat were like this is too getting too political like we just want to share funny memes and see what everyone's up to so we actually created a second group which is just for political debates okay <laughs> and that one probably outshines the original group chat like 20 to 1 in terms of messages yeah i would assume so it gets pretty heated but but we were talking about how how these idiots um uh, are open carrying on the Michigan Capitol uh, because they feel like it's their constitutional right to have a motorboat um, for the, the literal two or three week period that you were not allowed to have a motorboat. These people, I will shoot this virus. They're like, wait, what? I can only have a rowboat. Guess who's bringing his AK-47 to the Capitol? <laughs> it's like what? And they're like, this is fascism. I'm like, I, I, uh, I can't even begin. Not yet. Yeah, can't even begin. So, what else has been your uh, your your routine here, Daniels? Um, so since I got back, I've been in a pretty good routine. Um, I get up, <laughs> do my first workout after a cup of coffee. First workout. Yeah, I do two workouts a day. Wow. So I do one in the morning, and then I say morning, like afternoon. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that, that'll probably be like an hour to an hour and 20 minutes. And then I have my food, uh, do like work for my various businesses and then do my second workout around like five thirty six, and then eat dinner, then do work for my various businesses. Yeah. Maybe watch a movie or something with my wife, yeah. uh, chill with my cats, you know, do that whole thing. Uh, what kind of workouts are you getting? Um, I have this cool thing called a tower 200 and it hooks to a door frame and it's got, uh, three different, boop, 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 uh, three <laughs> different, uh, what are they called? They're uh, like resistance bands kind of thing. The audio cue really. Why? Yeah. Uh, okay. Makes sense. Resistance bands. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Can you turn your mic up at nope. all? Nope. Nope. Oh, there Hello. we go. Hello. There we go. Smart. 
Very smart. Felt like I was like yelling over you. No, no yelling here. I'm just, I'm just being a clown. Uh, <laughs> uh, did, did, were you doing these fucking boop 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 workouts before COVID? Um, well, I would go to the gym before all this happened, but now the gyms do not exist. Yeah, right. Uh, but, What's but a gym? I'm kind of liking the I'm kind of liking the home workout thing. Uh, I can kind of do whatever I want at my own pace and. I've accumulated uh, various dumbbells and things along the way. So it's got a nice little setup. Yeah, I had no setup when this all started. And then mm. I like started calling around like Dick Sporting Goods and REI. And they were like, nope, we're all sold to that. Yeah, everybody sold to that. that. And they were like, you missed the rush by like two, three days. I was like, yeah, I guess I did. So yep. I've been, I've been fucking Herschel Walkering this. I've been, I've been doing push up. I've been doing push ups. <laughs> I just watched the thing on Herschel Walker, how he just got jacked by doing tons of pushups. So, so, um, I've been trying to do like at least a hundred, like, like every other day or something. And I'm trying to, if I can do it every day, that'd be cool. But I'm just getting, it's funny. I say I get busy, but it's just with bullshit. Like I can't believe days go by so quickly. Like I can easily fill them up watching some Netflix and messing around and, and, uh, working out and doing some meditating. and, And before I know it, the day's over. I mean, for push-ups, if you can do 20 push-ups at four random times a day, right. that's 80 push-ups every single day, then after like a week, you'll start, you'll see results. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, just like forcing yep. myself to do 20 at a time. Yeah, that's all it takes. And, uh, and then I've been doing doing my planks. And yep. I, I did some of those today. Oh, fucking planks. hate planks so much. But um, <laughs> hey, they're good. I, did, I live in a seven-story building, so... I've used the stairwell long walk from the top to the bottom. Yeah. So I've been, I've been running up and down the stairs, mm. um, as like my, my cardio. You wear a face mask? No, no one's really there. I'll go for 40 minutes. Um, mm. and not one person, uh, comes up and down the stairs. Cause they hear some crazy person running up and down. The they stairs. hear some fucking insane person <laughs> going, go Michael Jordan, fucking get him. Go. I'm watching the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Cause it's oh, like, I heard it was very good. It's great for running up and down the stairs because Jordan's like, nobody will beat me. Nobody was better. I would, I would work harder. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy. And then Dennis, Dennis Rodman was like, I don't care if I hurt myself. I don't care if I dive on the floor. And you just clips of him diving like head first into, into hardwood and, peep, and photographer's knees. And, uh, and Scotty Pippen's like, well, I'm from Arkansas. I'm just going to be the hardest worker you've ever seen because I'm from Arkansas. And I'm like, fuck. You work hard. These guys are incredibly motivating. So True. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've been, been crossing know, those stairs. Um, and then I, I found out that on my iPhone um, is, is tracking my every move, so I get to see my steps without, like, having ah. um, any kind of watch situation. They tell me how many floors I've climbed. And then, dude, yesterday I went on a 10-mile hike. Um, it was my first hike after this 60-plus day mm-hmm. isolation. It's it's May 6th, 2020, so I, I've, I've been – haven't left, like, my city district since early March because um, that's, like – that was, like, the city ordinance kind of thing, like, don't leave your neighborhood. Yeah. So I've been going on walks, but this was the first time I got to like see the mountains. Um, living in Denver during coronavirus is like the it was like all the worst parts about living in a city without any of the good parts. 
So like no restaurants, yeah. no theater, no close proximity to friends, uh, or you have that, but it's useless. Mm-hmm. And then what you don't have is like fresh air, scenery, um, space to yourself. <laughs> so true. Yeah, it's been a been a crazy time. I mean, my my parents can't really leave their apartment for like they don't know how long. Yeah. So the next time they can really leave. Right, because your dad is in the high risk category, right? He's so, super high risk, and he's taking medication to make himself immunosuppressed, the anti rejection right. drugs. Because he's a bad, because he's a daredevil, because he's a bad yeah, boy. Yeah, he's like. Fuck <laughs> <you."> <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you mean medically? Okay. F- fuck I thought, thought he was just a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, fucking crazy. My cousin is a firefighter. And so coronavirus just like ripped through the firehouse. They're in, they're in Southern Westchester, which is like oh, really? two towns over from where that new Rochelle outbreak was. And by the way, I don't know if you heard about the New York coronavirus outbreak, but you might appreciate this. It was the most it was the most Jewish story I had ever heard. It was like of the story of this incredibly Jewish guy who brought the coronavirus to New York. Cause it was like, um, patient zero or whatever they call him is, uh, is a lawyer, um, who works, has an office in Manhattan strike two. Um, but he, <laughs> but he lives in Westchester strike three. Um, but he also spends time in, in Flo- South Florida and Israel strike four and fucking five <laughs> and the outbreak center the coronavirus in New Rochelle, New York was his synagogue. So it was like a, a royal flush for Yeah, I mean everybody's going in and hugging immediately. Oh yeah. Oh like, yes, oh. yes, totally. Some oh for my you, God. some for you. Yeah, no one knows how to fucking hug and kiss like people who spend time in South Florida and Israel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are two kissing cultures, sir. Yep. I have a lot of Italian friends and their, their entire families. It's like everyone says goodbye five times mm-hmm. and everyone hugs and says goodbye. And then five minutes later, they do it again and again until everybody leaves 20 minutes later. Yeah. I have some uncles who I would kiss to say hello and goodbye, like throughout my childhood and adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some that I just wouldn't. And it was just funny, like giving, giving an uncle a kiss. Meanwhile, in Italy, like men who are friends, like hold hands walk arm in arm down the street there. Well, look at coronavirus in Italy. Oh, I was, yeah, I was telling Eva that, that they, no one likes to smooch like the fucking Italians. Yep. So it must be killing them right now. Sharing food, family style. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all about being together and being social. So. Yep. At least. Social undistancing. Right. (laughs) Social closenessing. Closening. The the closening. Oh, dude! Every time I watch a movie, doesn't matter when it's set, I see a crowd of people. I'm like, no, get away from each other. I see yeah. somebody eating out of the oh, M and M's. I'm like, no, <laughs> like you can't do that. Too close. It's like 1946. It's fucking the story of Malcolm X. I'm like, no, you can't. It's I mean, coronavirus. It's like 911 like every day. Yeah, it's uh, it's a brave new world. Well, I so this was the perfect time for me to buy season tickets to split a couple season tickets with, with a couple oh, people for the, Den- so for the Denver nuggets, but we might not have a season. So yeah, that's so on hold. Now's, now's a good time to buy tickets to anything that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. But airline tickets, theater tickets, cheap, cheap, 
Oh yeah, I saw an, an airline flight to to New York from Denver that was like thirty six bucks. And I didn't <laughs> we'll pay you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Take a picture on the plane with yourself. They're like, uh, the NIH, the National Institute of Health, is sponsoring this flight. If you just take a swab. Oh, apparently the swabs um, for your like that to test to go up your nose. It feels oh, like they're like pulling up. Yeah, they're pulling out your brain. Yeah, I'm like that's well. Now they have they have different tests now that are less invasive. There's nope. a saliva test. Do uh, they have one where they where they insult you and call you a waste of life? Because that's just really, go on the internet and any message board. Really a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> they have one for every fetish. If this one you squish between your toes. Hmm. Check it out. I'm I'm going eco. I'm doing the glass bottle thing. Love it. Yeah. Great. Good. I bought a kombucha. Took the label off. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a booch. Eh? It looks like a booch bottle. Eh? You're pretty much Greta Thunberg. <laughs> huh? Greta, you're Greta Thunberg. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank what? you. There you go. Fucking love Greta. Greta's, yep. Greta's goddamn. Where's she from? Sweden. Something like yeah. It's got to be Sweden. No it's, lockdown. Dude, they are so good. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, what's with Sweden? That's going to be an interesting case. They're like, oh, we didn't expect there to be so many deaths. That's what the guy said. Like, oh, well, yeah. But apparently they have similar numbers to neighboring s- countries. You know, I've tried to distance myself from all this because it's like info is coming out so quickly. The WHO is wrong. The WHO It's never been right. more confusing ever in the, in the history of the world. Yeah, I heard somebody say, like, there are no experts. It's not like you can trust the experts. It's so new. Fucking Fauci, you know, that so then people will be like, well, Fauci said this in January, therefore libs are fucking stupid. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, Just, like nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. They're trying. Yep. 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 Maybe. It's a good time to have an Xbox, though. I'll tell you that. Oh, is that, is that one of your coping? Is that one of your deals? Oh, oh, yeah. That's, well, that's my from like midnight to 5 a.m. That's like my. Jesus. Do whatever I want, like play some video games, surf the web, you know, whatever. I'm sleeping from midnight to five. Yeah, I go to I, be, I go to bed around four or five. I wake up at like eleven or twelve. Wow, wow. Yeah. Um. So, I have been coping with online games myself. Um. I've been playing online games with some of our old fraternity brothers. Oh, nice. And that's been fun. You should hop on there, but we're using Steam. Steam? Oh, what game do you play? Uh, we've been doing uh, Jackbox, uh, which is not... Is that like um, trivia? It is not a gay masturbation roundtable, I'll have you know. <laughs> but um, um, it's... <coughs> the, so the, it's made by the You Don't Know Jack people. So, yeah, so yeah. you could play You Don't Know Jack, so it's like fun mm-hmm. trivia. But then they have other ones where it's like, you just have to enter in a funny answer. So it's like, never trust. Uh, this is why you should never trust a monkey. And then it's like blank, and you can you can write something like Ebola. Great with knives, right? And so and so, you would write Ebola. I would write great with knives, and then everybody else would vote which one is a, a funnier answer. <laughs> and then funny. you would get points. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, it gets you know it gets pretty pretty uh, awful and risque. Oh. God, it's risque. I couldn't repeat <laughs> the things we say, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of fun. So you should join. That's my free That's cool. free plug. The Steam, Steam, yeah. Steamer. I so I only I'm the only one that needs Steam. Everyone else can put answers on their phone, and then um, I share I share my Steam 
I share my screen, my Steam screen, like we're doing right now on Zoom. Oh, so much. You know, I, I recently found out what a Cleveland steamer is. Oh. I've always heard the word. It's just like really funny. Just like some weird thing. I never really knew what it was. I recently read up and found out what it is. Mm-hmm. Very disgusting. I thought you were going to say like, I recently found out firsthand. <laughs> yeah, firsthand. Oh, no. I still have not showered. Oh, no. <laughs> you got the soundboard. That's Phoebe. Oh, I got the soundboard, though. Give it up for the soundboard. Give it up. All right. Give it up. Can I put like a different background on myself? I mean, yeah. Make it look like I'm in like space or something. Sure, but seeing as how it's a seeing as how it's a podcast, I'm not sure Mm. listeners are gonna feel the vibe. But I could (laughs) always explain. I mean, I put I put Tiger King on mine. That's like my go-to. I still have not seen it. It's a great, they, they tell a great story and these people mm-hmm. are very interesting and you learn a little bit about animal rights, but it's pretty nuts. I, I watched yeah, it for the memes. I was in it for the memes, but um, it's a great story. But the thing with some documentaries is like, you can tell the story in 40 minutes, but they choose to tell it in like seven hours because it's a great story. So they tell it in this interesting way, but it's like, you could have told me that fucking four episodes ago. Yeah, that's like the... Uh, the Bob Lazar documentary. Bob Lazar. Who's yeah, Bob you know Bob Lazar? No, I just wanted to say Bob Lazar. You, you don't know who Bob Lazar Bobby. is? Bobby! No, I don't know. Oh, he's the guy. He worked, uh, allegedly, worked on uh, reverse engineering alien craft at uh, Area S4, which is right next to Area Is he on Joe Rogan? He was. He did go on there. It's very controversial. I think I was watching that clip. Of course I yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Um, he went on with the creator of the documentary. Um, and the documentary, it's like it's like 50% fluff and then 50% actual information. But yeah. the Joe Rogan podcast with him is, is great. It's just him telling the story. Um, he worked on propulsion, uh, on a reverse engineered alien craft that they were uh, working on. And he said the story that he was told is that they found – uh, the craft in an archaeological dig. So it was like ancient. Huh. And then they brought it back to their place and were trying to figure out how it works and how to turn it on. Um, and they discovered Bob, he uh, was an astrophysicist or a rocket scientist, and he put a rocket engine on his Honda back in the 80s. Um, and that's how they first heard about him. So he's like, um, he sounds like a combination of the guy in independence day the scientist yep. who's like oh we we've been down here or whatever we've been waiting <laughs> yeah, for this much. um it's a combination of that and oh i forget oh oh uh 88 gigawatts uh, uh christopher lloyd <laughs> back to <laughs> yeah. the future with the rocket on his car yeah he's much uh he's much more quiet like quietly nerdy I like feel like, like that. I feel like both of those roles may have been based on him. Yes, it could be. All right, Bob Lazar. I'm going to get into. It. Is there like yeah. a a documentary or something that I should watch? Or just... I I would just watch the Joe Rogan interview with him because it just it's just straight up information, yeah. and the documentary is like 50 percent fluff from the director and then 50 percent actual information, but all the info is in the podcast, and it's just literally straight from Bob Lazar's mouth. He's just there talking about it. And he's like, he's like, people, please stop like coming to my house. Please stop emailing me. He's like, I, he's like, I don't care about it anymore. He's like, I just want people to stop like messing with me. His house <laughs> has been raided. His house has oh been God. raided by the government like twenty times. Jeez. They say that he, he, they allege that he stole a piece of this element called Element One Fifteen, 
and uh, it doesn't exist in our in our solar system. Holy um, shit! If I type in element, there it is. It hears us. That's the about autocorrect one fifteen. I mean the autocomplete. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So apparently, this this element is what they were using for fuel in these ships, um, and it creates uh, warps in space time. Uh, and can control gravity. And that's how they use these gravity drives. They use element 115. And he apparently smuggled some out of uh, area S4. You know, he's in like his early twenties when he's working with these alien ships. So imagine that. Um, but he smuggled it out. And you ever heard of, um, I think it's called coast to coast. The, the radio show. I've heard of it. <clears throat> um, yeah. It's just all about like conspiracy stuff. And apparently Bob Lazar and this guy, the host of uh, coast to coast, ran this element through some tests uh, to show its properties and uh, the FBI and like CIA or whatever organizations have been trying to find it ever since the eighties. Yeah. It's also called Moscovium and anything with the word Moscow, I'm suspicious. That's crazy. And it it wasn't even known when, when Bob Lazar came out and was saying all this stuff, uh, we didn't even, we had never seen element 115. It didn't exist on the periodic table. And it was later discovered. So he was the first one talking about it. It's pretty crazy. This is like as informative as I'm sure the entire Joe Rogan thing was. Well, I'm just re- repeating what I can remember. No, that's everything. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's good. Yep. I didn't build this computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what about these UFOs? Uh, did you hear about the news? About the UFOs? Yeah, uh, if you watch the Joe Rogan podcast, you would have seen General Fravor go on there several months ago. General Fravor. <laughs> yeah, he was the guy who saw the UFO from his jet. He was the guy. He was the guy. And he's not dead yet? That's awesome. No, no. So the, the entire podcast was just him talking about it and like explaining how it moved. He's like, this thing was going from like 60,000 feet down to like 300 feet right. in a quarter of a second. Yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, this is nuts. So they confirmed this is this is real. So what now, Lee? What's next? Uh, I guess one world government. Smoke them up. Oh, yeah. one world government. Love this. I love that idea. So listen to this conspiracy theory that I just heard today for the first time. Okay. So the one world government, the reason why the globalists, as they're called, are trying to create a one world government is because the aliens came and told them that until there's a one world government, and like we can be trusted to be centralized and not have a bunch of warring tribes with nuclear weapons. Until that happens, we can't have the alien tech because who would they give it to? Would they give it to China or us or Russia? So until we've attained a one world government, we are being left out of the Galactic Federation and not getting any of the advanced tech that'll bring us into the next age. It makes complete sense to me, right? Like Roswell happened right around the time that the nuclear experiments were happening in New Mexico. Um, so I feel like the nuclear energy probably threw up some flags to them being like, oh, they're getting fucking close. Interdimensional maybe. Right. Because the nuke understanding the atom and manipulating that is like maybe the the next step is, is, uh, a warp drive or, or being, you know, being able to manipulate the atoms around you. Yep. So if you have too much power and you're not smart enough to use it, you might destroy something. Oh my God. We're, we're fucking barely trained apes. I was, I've been thinking about this a lot. Like we're like apes who have learned how to ride a bicycle and therefore we think we're like geniuses. Yep. <laughs> like we're just barely evolved primates who figured out some things, but we still have all these impulses and, and these very 
primate sort of tendencies. But uh, I totally get it that we, we have these nukes and like they're not ha- thrilled about that and we need to be a, a unified government so they can fucking talk to us. Uh, I buy all that. Now, but are you, so, but here's the thing. I don't think that being, I don't think that I'm a globalist. Actually. I'm a glo- the globalist. Dun, 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 dun. I don't have like a, a scary, the closest thing I have to a scary sound bite is. Fuck down, try. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I guess. You blew it. I'm a, I'm a globalist. Dun, dun, dun. Um, because I believe that like we used to have sweatshops in this country and after things like the, the bread and roses strike like about a hundred years ago in Boston um, ever since then. And, and the boycotts that went along with it, like we stopped having sweatshops in the United States. It was public outcry mixed with immigrant and women laborers um, like saying we've had enough of like sweatshops, mm-hmm. but we didn't eliminate them globally. Obviously we just moved them to other countries. And so then China had sweatshops and now China is elevating their middle class. And so they no longer want to have sweatshops. So they went to Vietnam and Bangladesh and like Africa. And, and so being, uh, a, being pro democracy and pro like human rights, I think it's bullshit that just because, you know, I was born in the U S I should have more rights than if I was born in China. And I think I have a lot more in common with a poor person in China than a, a billionaire in my country. I think that billionaires re- recognize that. And so they, find commonality. And I think like working class people need to find that. So I am a globalist, but cause I, because I think that that, that would help problems with like immigration. That's why people flee certain countries and it would be solve problems with like tax evasion, you know, tax havens. Mm -hmm. Um, so rant over, but I'm a globalist. Yeah. I mean, there's like the conspiracy theories by religious people. I guess it's not a conspiracy theory. It's part of religion that think that globalists are like the Satanists and you know, once we become globalist, then we get the mark of the beast, and it's like the global currency and the one world government, and then maybe the aliens are their Satan. You know what I mean? And maybe the Bible is just a science fiction or science fact documentation of aliens visiting us thousands of years ago. I used to be big conspiracy guy, which you may you may be aware of, and I got to the point where every conspiracy theorist gets to, and and that's when I backed off. And the point is, yep. when you um, start questioning the conspiracy theories and you're wondering whether those themselves are conspiracies. Like, is, like when you start wondering, is Alex Jones a CIA operative who's been <laughs> planted not. and he's deep state to fucking in disinformation? And, and when you start like Ouroborosing and like having a snake eating your own tail over the paranoia of like who is out to get who and who's part of the power elite. Um, I think it's much simpler than that. Like I, I do believe in quote, some quote unquote conspiracies, but to me it's just like people who have power and resources seek to keep those resources and that power. Cause it's like human nature and you're going to do weird shit to keep it sometimes. And denial is like the strongest psychological, you know, you studied psychology. I think, denial and projection are crazy strong forces. So you mix all those together and you just have people doing like crazy shitty things to advance their own interests. Yeah. Um, There's never been more competing conspiracy theories than right now. Like literally two opposite huge theories of how everything's going down at equally as prevalent. 
crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And as a, as like a socialist, somebody who's an extreme left progressive, um, it bothers me that the right wing conspiracy people think that their conspiracies and their viewpoint is the only alternative to the mainstream. Mm -hmm. They don't realize that there's like another alternative to mainstream thought that is paranoid and, and, and critical, you know, and, and subversive, but it's, it's correct in my opinion. (laughs) Um, so it's like, I, you can be like, I get being a socialist, I get to be just as subversive and I get to be just as critical of the mainstream media, but I don't have to be like fucking pizza gate and open carry on the Michigan Capitol. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. the, The open carry is crazy to me. It's like, so you're trying to intimidate people with guns. Isn't that what you're saying the government is doing to you? So you're just trying to intimidate, but like the people working at that level of government aren't, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's mis, mis, uh, misguided anger, misdirected, right. I, misdirected anger, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately I have sympathy for them. Like as a, as a Buddhist and a socialist, like I have, I have sympathy for people's brains being formed by their environment. You know, like I'm sure they're, parents were a certain way and their upbringing and whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do think that they are like trying They're they're imp- imp- implicitly intimidating because if they were explicitly intimidating, they'd be arrested. So it's implicit. Um, and, but then what they'll do is they'll like, they'll insist that they are not trying to intimidate. And like, I have people who disagree with the pro I have friends like our friends, some of some of the the conservative ones, they'll disagree with the protest. They'll be like they shouldn't be open carrying, but they'll defend their their reasons, and they'll be like, no, they're just celebrating, and and no, they're just there because they don't want their right to make sure that that their rights don't get taken away, and they they lie, they like make up lies when really you're just trying to intimidate and you're just like you said being angry. Yeah, and misspell signs. Yes, just own up to it. Oh, also say signs in German, dude. Did you see the work will set you free sign? No, I did not see that. Holy shit. I didn't know that that was posted all over Auschwitz and other concentration camps. Mm -hmm. But this fucking idiot lady in Illinois was protesting without a mask. And it said, whatever Albright, whatever the German is, um, work will set you free comma JB, which is short for JB Pritzker, who's the, the Jewish governor of Illinois. Um, so not only yeah. is this like, you're yelling something, you're yelling a Nazi phrase at a Jewish person. Not, not, <laughs> yeah. not good, but not, then, probably not good. But then also like JB is, is canceling non-essential business. So by, by screaming work will set you free. Like don't you, don't you realize you're the Nazi in this scenario? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like all signs point to this woman is the Nazi, but in her mind, like, no, 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 no. JB Pritzker is the Nazi. And it's like, not only are you wrong on that front, but your message is also very confusing. Yeah. I'm very confused. Yeah. Just nobody, nobody has any idea what's going on right now. Um, <laughs> people are, I know people are hanging Nazi signs. It's like, all right, getting nuts. And then people are like, it's my, it's a free country. I'm going to go out like in certain counties in Texas and stuff. Yeah. Shit's getting real crowded. And I just love how people are like, this is cause this is America. So fuck it. 
<laughs> like, I understand you're like frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's been like two months, so it hasn't been like ten years. Well, dude, you've taken psychology, or you were a psychology major. If I, uh, I got a degree in psychology, actually, right. sir. So you know your shit. Isn't it no. crazy that most people have never taken a psychology class? Like it's only people who've gone to college and who chose that as a major or as a liberal arts, you know, elective, like it's a small percentage of the U S population that has ever taken a psychology class, I think. Yeah. But I, I've learned more about psychology on from YouTube videos than oh. I did during my entire time at Penn state. <laughs> well, what percentage are watching those though? True. I mean, have millions of views. Here's my thing. We, you have to go to the DMV. You have to go to the DM or you have to take driver's ed to drive a car. You have to pass a driver's test. We should make people pass like psychology. Like we'll teach you like what we'll teach you about denial and projection and give you examples. And you're going to have to give me examples from your own life. And then we'll quiz you. And then, uh, then you're good. But well, that's what, uh, that's what the, the K through 12 system is kind of supposed to be. Oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I forgot about, the 12 years of education you get. They don't, did, they don't teach you as that. As did all of us. How do they not? Dude, I I learned so much about so many things and never learned about, set, like, uh, denial. <laughs> Although I learned it yeah. in my health class because my health teacher, Mr. Levine, shout out Mr. Levine, oh. member of the tribe, um, he said that, you know, denial's just a river. Denial's more than a river in Egypt. It's not just. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. And that's as much psychology education I got in high school, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about right. I mean, they just we just got read to a te- from a textbook. They just read it to us for 12 years. And that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Write it on the board. You memorize it. Say it back. All right. Next topic. They don't teach you about interest rates, you know, going into debt and shit. And they don't teach you about psychology. I think those two things are quite important. Yeah. Uh, No, like technical skills, just all theory, theory and history. Yeah. I mean, I guess some technical skills would be good too. I have zero technical skills, (laughs) but I think, yeah, I think so. Hey, we got zoom meetings running. Yeah, no, I could figure it. I figured my way through it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I forget what I was going to say. What? <laughs> I forget what I was going to say. Uh, I, oh, I studied sociology and got my degree in that. And the last semester of my life, because I'm never going back to school, um, yep. I had this great class called Social Change. And we spent a lot of time learning about this um, this person who influenced Freud. Um, or they influenced each other. He, he his name was Gustav Le Bon and he like invented theories on crowd psychology. And, um, he was like the number one influence for Hitler. Um, and, mm. and he like shaped Hitler's approach to speeches and like public persona essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me like 16 years of school or however long I'd been in school. And my last semester, my last year in school to learn about this, what I think is a very important person. And I'm like, how did I not learn about this guy sooner? And how come nobody knows about this guy? You'd think it'd be important. And they were like, Oh yeah. And this guy, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many, so many things to learn. And 
education just has to be as generalized as possible so that the max number of kids can learn it and repeat it and pass into the next grade. So it can't be too hard. Otherwise too many people are going to get displaced. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have any like documentary suggestions for me? Cause I got uh, so many that I, that I watched learning opportunities mm. or YouTube videos. What do you do? Crash course. What's your psychology source? Um, I mean, I binge watched, um, the Jordan Peterson maps of meaning psychology lectures from university of Toronto. Okay. Um, he has like 50 hours of every single one of his lectures online. Um, mm. so clean up your the... room part two. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But it's psychology. So it's, at it's least, straight up. Psych- it's straight good. up psychology. I mean, that's yeah, his, yeah. that's his, I would, if it was in somebody else's voice, if you can like distort his voice and turn it into somebody else, I'd be, I'd, would definitely listen to his psychology. Yeah. 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 That's, that's taught me more about psychology than going to Penn state a thousand times over. Mm, um, but, uh, you know, do you know what's happened to him lately? Jordan Peterson? No. Oh man. So basically his wife was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Oh Um, no. So, so, well, she's fine now, but this was like a, like a couple years ago, I guess. Fucker. No, I'm just Um, kidding. So he uh, he had severe anxiety because of it and got diagnosed uh, benzos like Ativan or whatever it was. Oh no! Um, so they upped his dose. He he had been on it originally because he has bad anxiety and depression for his entire life. Okay. But once he found out that his wife was gonna die yeah. like soon, um, they upped his dose and yeah. he had an adverse reaction to it. Um, basically did the exact opposite that it was supposed to do, and it, he was having like never-ending panic attacks and like shaking and all these super horrible neurological symptoms. Oh my God. He like almost died several times. They had to take him to Russia to get this experimental treatment. Um, What's Russia? And nobody's like, nobody's heard from him uh, personally in like over a year, I think. What? Um, Did he get element one fifteen in in Russia? Yeah. 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 But wait, what? No one, people still have not heard from him. Not from him directly. His daughter, uh, Michaela Peterson, she has a YouTube channel and she released two family updates. Um, and she's just like, yeah, he'll be back eventually. But as for right now, it's not good. Some Kim Jong-un shit. Yeah. He's like, well, the Kim- do you hear apparently Kim Jong-un faked his death to see who was, uh, who would betray him? Ooh. In his, in his circle. Yeah. It's fucking strong move. He's Kim living Jong-un. in the year 3000 doing shit like that. Three dimensional chess. Love that about that's you. That's actually something Stalin did. So oh. just kicking it old school. Kicking it old school, seriously. So yeah, pretty pretty what crazy. A, like, I'll just take my death and see who tries to take over power. I bet like I bet it went horribly. Like I bet he thinks I had a boss like this. I bet he thinks he's just one up in everybody and he's doing it <laughs> over like on everybody. But like everybody knows ex- exactly <laughs> what he's doing and he's so transparent. <laughs> And like, oh yeah, he's totally dead. But everyone knows he's just done this elaborate ruse, but everyone reads his emails, you know, because yeah. his password is like Kim Jong-un loves Dennis Rodman, 69, 420. And like, that's Boon, Boon number one at hotmail.com. <laughs> Hot, yeah. yeah. I don't know what their email server would be. <laughs> yeah. At uh, what, what do they call him? The great leader? No. Um... I don't know. I saw the interview again. Uh, I got to think back to that. The beloved leader, or something like that. I forget what they call him. Supreme, supreme leader. Supreme leader. Which Boom, makes number him sound one like, at supremeleader.net. It sounds like <laughs> supreme leader sounds like a big soda or like a nachos and dip or something. Supreme leader.tv. 
<laughs> yeah. Can afford the the expensive uh, server. Um, Thirty Rock had Kim Kim Jong Il do a bunch. Like they had somebody play Kim Jong Il. <laughs> okay, I thought and, they had him on the show. No, and it, it was Margaret Cho. <laughs> <laughs> pretty ridiculous hilarious so wait what what are you recommending to me what i didn't hear any recommendations i need some recommends oh for uh for documentaries yeah just for yeah getting the brain squeezing i've been doing uh so there's a a youtube channel called voices of the past voices of the past and it's it's real cool it's first-hand accounts from you know centuries ago sixth century uh, Roman Empire, like firsthand accounts of like Europeans going to China for the first time and uh-huh. describing what they saw, um, and like the meaning of two leaders from the point of view of one of the leaders. I saw one of like these. That. Yeah, I saw them. The Aztec one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's been really cool. I've been watching a lot of those. Where they were um, like, some dude came back and said, "There's a mountain that appear a flo- a floating mountain in the water." Dummy doesn't know what. Yeah, the and it was the ship. Boats are. Yeah, you stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this stupid idiot. Like the Itali- like the Italians yeah, yeah, somehow the guy exist here. in like six hundred BC. Look at these guys with the pyramids. Look at this motherfucking idiot <laughs> with his goddamn pyramids. What's that gonna do? Where's the gabagool? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a three piece toga or what? A tree tree piece. Tree piece toga. Um, okay, that's a good recommend. I got so many recommends, dude. I got, I got oodles of recommoodles, you know? Oh yeah. Let's hear them. Holy shit. Okay. First of all, I think all of these are on YouTube or Netflix. First of all, the pharmacist, you motherfucker get on the pharmacist. I think I started that and I watched most of it. Five episodes or something. Dude, uh, dude, uh, pharmacist son dies in a crack deal. So he gets, he gets all into, all into investigating, but, but how Mm -hmm. he tracks down the pill mills, as they call him and how he saw the opioid crisis happening in 2003, like 10 years before. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was real crazy. Highly recommend. Yeah. That dude who was on the the front lines of the opioid crisis before even like the feds knew about it. Um, and uh, scathing. You're right. Scathing. That's what I would call scathing remarks. Okay. Recommendation number two. I think it's also on Netflix, How to Fix a Drug Scandal. Okay. Oh, holy cow. Um, these two lab workers in Massachusetts, uh, one was like stealing drugs from the drug lab. And this, by the way, if you like drugs, is a dream job. This woman got hired in a drug lab and you have to test. So like, let's say you get uh, you bust somebody for cocaine and they have, they have 14 kilos of cocaine. You got to send it to the lab and the lab worker has to test it versus like pure cocaine essentially. Mm-hmm. And so these lab workers have like a big cabinet full of little. Oh yes. And so like <laughs> they have like pure meth, like pure meth liquid in a giant bottle. And then they mm-hmm. just have like pure ketamine. And then they just have like, here's 10,000 hits of acid or like whatever. And it's just like, Oh my God. And there is no oversight Lee. There's like no paperwork. There's no paper trail. There's no locks on these things. There's, you can be in there alone. Like it is, they're asking people to become addicts. Yeah. And, um, fucking, this woman was doing meth and she was like, this is great. I'm so efficient. 
and she was just getting her work done and and then you know slipped out of control but yeah as it does and, and but yeah it was all about how the state had to get themselves deal with the stupid lab worker it was crazy it was good a lot, i a mean lot why do meth when you can just get a, a script for adderall correct sir you can just get a script for adderall but maybe they want something a little bit more but you're right yeah. mental health in this country needs to be better addressed right Get everyone mm-hmm. on Adderall or pot or get everyone a dog and that will solve a lot. Or of Or cat. Or cat. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I got three cats now. Recommendation the third. <laughs> it's a movie called Stink, a documentary. I don't remember if it was Netflix or Hulu. So good. It's this it's about a dad who buys clothes for his daughter. He opens up the, <clears throat> the packaging and it stinks like chemicals, you know, like all new clothes or new whatever smells. So he calls the company who makes it and he's like, I just want to figure out what, what are these chemicals in this thing that, my, that I bought my daughter and they can't tell him, they won't tell him. Hours go by and so it just goes down the rabbit hole into the, 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 the unregulated world of like chemicals that mm-hmm. are going in our body at all times, dude. Fragrance, like fragrance that's on soap. Fragrance that's on anything that doesn't go in your body, even if it goes on your body, mm-hmm. or if it goes in the air, like like a candle. They don't have to regulate fragrance. And so they're showing FDA, they're showing some dude who works for the FDA in a committee hearing on Congress, <clears throat> and this, or in Senate, <clears throat> and the senator from Massachusetts is like, uh, sir... If a company wanted to put arsenic uh, as one of its ingredients in its products, would it have to? Would it have to tell the FDA beforehand? They're like, no, it wouldn't. And there's like, if if, a, com- if a company wanted to put arsenic uh, as, as part of its fragrance, as one of the ingredients in fragrance, would they have to list it on the ingredients? And the guy says, no, they wouldn't. Okay. Oh, so you could just have whatever the fuck in there. And so uh, it bugged me out, dude. Uh, yeah. So it's a good watch. Um, and then also it touches on like fracking. Um, the chemicals that are used in fracking are completely unregulated. And then like the North Carolina state um, legislator voted uh, to make it illegal to to learn what the fracking chemicals are that they use. They voted to make it illegal oh, okay. to disclose. Seems reasonable. So they're, yeah, they're fighting to protect these shady corporations pumping chemicals into our dirt. It's, ah, Ugh. Is this the downfall of America? Are we witnessing it right now? Dude, it's nuts. Before my dad passed away, my dad passed away in October, by the by. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, we can get into it. Um, but uh, he was like, AJ, all empires fail. Every empire ends. Rome didn't last forever. He's like, this is the end. He was like, we had a good run over 200 years. Like, that's really good. He's like, but all good things come to an end. And uh, this is the end. <laughs> <laughs> he was so, he was like, yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm like, dad, yeah. I have a lot more years left. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, well, what about, about me? Who's going to save me? Joe Biden? Oh, <laughs> 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 fucking Joe. That's right. Joe fucking Biden. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. I, uh, it's never been more confusing. What do you think about Joe Biden? I think he's, Probably not a good uh, candidate if he makes it to the election. <laughs> you don't say. There's so <laughs> many reasons why, but tell me, tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> I saw uh, a meme that said at the first debate, tr- Trump could take a pillow, throw it in the middle of the stage, 
and say, take a nap, Sleepy Joe. And his supporters would go apeshit and he would be elected president. And that would be it. <sighs> take a nap, Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Just throw a pillow down. It could. Trump is like, a you know, he's been on WWE a number of the times. Cult, he's a cult leader. He's a huge, like, pro wrestling kind of guy. He's got that that persona. He could, <clears throat> yeah, I could see that. Yeah, he's a cult leader. Uh, maybe uh, Mark Cuban jumps in the race. I've heard that. Yes, as a libertarian, right? I think that I think that would be a much better option than either of the two that are on the table right now. Yeah, I think the two parties in power are very scared of third parties because <clears throat> they're like, well, we have Democrats are like, I got forty eight seats or whatever they have, right? And Republicans are like, I got fifty one seats or whatever they have, and it's like, I'm not giving up any of this. Mm-hmm. And the biggest threat to have it being given up is to have like a third party. So there, the rules I mean, are set up to, to make it hard for that to happen or impossible. So I think the only way to solve everything is to switch the salaries of <sighs> senators and teachers, Whoa. congressmen and senators switch salaries with median teacher salaries. So that way there's no monetary, there's no monetary prize for being in Congress for being on Senate. It's almost like you're taking a vow of poverty, just like uh, certain, you know, religious people do, just to prove their, uh, to prove their dedication to the faith. So the only way is to get money out of politics, but that's uh, it's going to be a rocky road to get there. Yeah. No, totally. The first bill that the poor Congress would have would be to like raise teacher salaries to the level of senators for life, so that. They can go back to having the same salary as a teacher. Yeah. Hey, I mean, maybe that would, uh, probably wouldn't be too bad. It's fuckers. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm not, not a, not a Joe Biden fan. Yeah. But, uh, sometimes you gotta, you gotta vote, have, you're stuck between two poor choices, right? Uh, here, here's a cool stat for you. So on Facebook, president Obama has, I think 55 million likes on Facebook. Okay. Donald Trump has, I think, around 25 million, between 25 and 30 million. Um, So let's just say he has about half of Obama. Elizabeth or uh, Elizabeth Warren has, I think, just shy of two million likes. Right. And Joe Biden has 1.4 million likes. Oh, and that's his demo. Old people who like that's what I'm saying. So Joe Biden has 1.4 million likes on Facebook. And Trump has 25 million. So like just him being propped up amidst all the the red flags and, and all the red flags. That's all it is. It's just all red flags. A lot of red flags. Just coming at us. Pew, 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 red flags, red flags. And it's like, no, he'll be fine. Um, dude, I, okay. So Biden announced his economic guy, Larry Summers Mm -hmm. to be his, uh, economic advisor specifically to help the economy after coronavirus. And this is essentially his first Joe Biden's first appointment, whether it's a transition team, vice president cabinet, this was the first move. And he goes with this guy who uh, is not only like personally an asshole, but he's like a neoliberal corporatist. He believes in like tax cuts and um, he's, he doesn't like any kind of welfare and um, he's just like not a progressive at all. And, he Obama floated the idea of nominating him as treasury secretary in 2013. 
Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth Warren and John Tester and a ton of senators said, he, this guy is too far to the right and he's too lax on banking regulation. Um, and this is the guy that Joe Biden picked to be the first person. Now, can I read you a couple things about this Larry Summers personally? Sure. Fucking crazy. First of all, you he's depicted in the social network, funny enough, because he was president of Harvard. Oh, I never actually saw that movie. That's pretty good. Um, it's also on Netflix. But here we go. This is from an article I was reading. Summers' stormy tenure as president of Harvard University from 01 to 06 was cut short by a faculty revolt motivated by his browbeating of African-American professors, such as Cornel West, and his claim that women weren't doing well in the sciences because of an innate cognitive inferiority in their math skills. Okay. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Sounds pretty good. And then he also supported a protege who had run roughshod over conflict of interest regulations while running an economic reform program in Russia. And then also, uh, Summers' tenure at Harvard involved donations from Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. And, then, and then in 2009, Larry Summers said, quote, one of the reasons that inequality has probably gone up in our society is that people are being treated closer to the way that they're supposed to be treated. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is the guy that Biden chose. That's a pretty ridiculous little sound clip. Come on, bro. And he's a real corporate Wall Street guy, and it's an overture to Wall Street. He's showing Wall Street, like, I, I'm not going to pick Elizabeth Warren or anybody like that for, for Treasury Secretary. Uh, but but all those personal things are just crazy. Yeah, that's uh, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. You get paid like a piece of shit. <laughs> right you <laughs> deserve this and that's how a lot of rich people feel unfortunately and poor yeah. people right a lot of poor people feel that way too like in this country that's i think a big mantra is like meritocracy and like you're paid what you're worth and you're paid what you pr- what what you produce but there's a fallacy in this country that like what you produce can just be ramped up and ramped off and your environment has nothing to do with what you can produce and how you can produce it. <laughs> Just nuts. Yeah. Like, why aren't you Jeff Bezos, Lee? You fuck. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like, you don't deserve to be Jeff Bezos. That's why. The American dream. I read. I read recently that um, uh, black men don't have midlife crises okay. because they've always known that the system was rigged. <laughs> and the, the reason why why white men have midlife crises is because around like early 30s, mm-hmm. you know, mid late 30s is when they realize that the system is rigged and like it's not fair mm. and like it's all messed up. Yeah, for the first time in my life I'm realizing that I might leave this world uh and and the world is worse off than when I came in, you know? And Maybe. also for the first time in my life, I'm, I'm starting to realize that it might not turn into a utopia like I always thought it would be. I'd be like, yeah, sure, we're going we're gonna to figure this out, right? Like, child of the 90s, upper middle class suburb. I'm like, it's going to be fine. Like, we're going to, we yep. got this. Yep. We got this. Society is solved. Pre- nine ele- what's 9-11? I don't even know. Yeah, society is solved. That's a great, uh, <laughs> great quote. <laughs> All right, two more movie recommendations. <laughs> This one is on YouTube, and I love it so much. It's called Mountain Talk. Okay. And you should watch it in conjunction with um, a BBC North Ireland episode, which is on YouTube, where, where this Scots-Irish guy 
travels through Appalachia and learns about the music. But Mountain Talk, which is on YouTube, yeah, it's all about Appalachia, which your beard resembles. Uh, but it's amazing, dude. So they talk about the language of the of the hill people and the hillbillies and like West Virginia and North Carolina and all that. But <laughs> but I didn't realize. So the amazing thing is that the because in in these mountains not many people come in and not many people leave, right? So it's preserved this like same culture for like 400 years. Also, they didn't have electricity in a lot of parts. They didn't have the internet or, or TV in a lot of parts. So it just preserved this cult, this 400 year old culture, which is actually like um, these Scottish people who moved to Ireland in like the 1600s. So they're called Scots Irish. Oh, and the similarities between these fucking two are incredible. Uh, first of all, people in Appalachia talk like groundskeeper Willie kind of with their word choice. <laughs> yeah. So like they talk about the wee ones, the wee <laughs> yeah. ones. And they talk about like their kin um, and shit like that. And so they're mm-hmm. using all these, like they sound Scottish almost. And then it never dawned on me that whiskey is famous in two parts of the world, which is like Ireland or Scotland and like the mountains of the United States, like Kentucky and Tennessee mm-hmm. because the Scots Irish brought their whiskey over and like they were master distillers. So they're like, I'll fucking distill anything. Watch. And so they took like Indian corn and made whiskey. Um, hmm. And then the other thing that made its way over was the fiddle and, you know, like fiddle music from Ireland or Scotland is a lot like fiddle music from the mountains. From the south. Yeah, yeah. So it's so cool. Uh, and it goes on. There's like so many more similarities. Like the jig, like doing an Irish jig is just like doing one of those mountain jigs. Interesting. Yeah. Can you ferment anything? Like any food? I mean, I just had to throw out some fermented uh, soy, some, some <laughs> tofu. Uh, <laughs> I think anything, yeah, I think... I think you can inoculate some it with a fungus or a bacteria and it would, I guess the byproduct would have to be alcohol for it to be fermented. I think you can ferment anything. I think it has to have sugar. That's the thing. Yeast eats sugar and poops out alcohol. So okay. anything that has sugar. So I could ferment bananas and make like oh, banana fuck yeah. Everclear. Um, I think like banana liqueur is what that is. Uh, there's banana flavored liqueur, but I think there's actually like fermented banana. Let's see. I mean, I don't, I don't drink anymore, so I would never do it, but I was just wondering, could I uh, ferment? Like there's some foods that have such a small amount of sugar, but I guess it would still ferment just in a smaller amount. Yeah, and it looks like they blend it. So banana beer is an alcoholic beverage made from the fermentation of mashed bananas. Mashed bananas. Sorghum, millet, or maize flour is added as a source of wild yeast. So that makes sense. Banana <laughs> wine is fruit is made fruit wine made exclusively from bananas. Probably gross. Oh, Probably that's gross. Cool. Probably super strong, hot, right? I, I love bananas. Oh man. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. All right, my last movie recommendation. Yes. So you got to see Mountain Talk. You got to see Stink. You got to see all those. But uh, this last one was one episode from a, a Netflix TV show called Dirty Money. 
Okay. So every episode they go into like some shady, skeezy aspect of uh, finance. So one episode's all about Trump. And I learned about how like he's been in with shady Russian financiers since like the early 90s. This is not mm. like a new thing. Yeah. And he immediately went to shady ones. But th- so that episode's cool. But the Dirty Money episode that you should watch is called Cartel Bank. And uh, Cartel Bank is all about how HSBC uh, willfully turns a blind eye to the cartels so they can launder their money. But they're also turning a blind eye to, uh, in Iran, to like uh, terrorists. Um, They're laundering money for terrorists. They're laundering money for um, like shady companies that want to sell weapons and sell tanks to North North Korea or sell cars and shit. So they're just like criminals, um, but they hide behind like quote unquote negligence or like, oh, I didn't know we were doing that or, oh, we need to be better about this. But they just get fined. They pay the fines. They still get all this profit. Not a single person goes to prison and it's contributing to like the decay of our country, um, funding these terrorists and these, (coughs) these, um, uh, cartels and it's fucking nuts that nobody's talking about, but you got to watch it. It's crazy. Okay. So those are my movie recommendations, sir. I'm going to say something and then my cat figured out how to open the door. Okay. You're, uh, you've entered the stone age. I've been watching a lot of Narcos Mexico and it's been really making me want to learn Spanish. I thought I was going to say, this has really been making me want to learn how to process cocaine. Oh yeah. No dude, I love Hispanic culture. Whenever I was with friends or, or um, people that were were Hispanic at like a party, or it was it was something like that. I was just I'm so enamored because first of all, you go to a party with tons of Hispanic people or people or Spanish people, um, they don't wait to start dancing. It's like dancing happens immediately upon arrival. It's like people are showing up with food and dancing with the food because it's just like they need to dance. And I'm like, yes, that is like me. I need That's to amazing. dance. And then it's like, Oh, by the way, we have like amazing freshly prepared food and like Spanish, like it, I went to Spain and it's like Cal- Southern California. So it looks like that. And just everything grows there. And so it's just like, we have fresh everything and, and Spanish cooking or Hispanic cooking is amazing. So you have that. Um, and, and then it's like, of course, there's going to be tons of booze and, and people are singing. And I'm just like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, this is sweet. Like, yeah, it's awesome. You Hispanic people fucking know how to party. So True. You're... I went to the Dominican Republic one time and everybody was dancing uh-huh. literally the whole time. Right. <laughs> but dude, you, if I go to a party with a bunch of Italians, I'll feel like kind of out of place like i might be in the mood for it because it's like classy it's a ho ho we are we are classy you know and it's yeah. like look at my designer and and like it's it's a cool vibe but i'm usually not properly dressed for that and it's, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a just a different vibe you know yeah um another coronavirus thing that I that I did once which was funny I got on Zoom with my old friend Matt and his two friends that I'd never met and we did a political debate on Zoom between the four of us uh, and actually how'd it go it went great and halfway through actually our mutual friend Jared Jared McClay hopped on with his his girlfriend Aaron <laughs> oh nice because he thought it was a, a game night 
but it was debate night, but he got on. I was like, dude, you should stay. So he stayed. It was so much fun. Um, I was the only like progressive Jared and Aaron are kind of liberal, but you know, pretty towards the middle. Mm-hmm. And then my friend Matt is like a libertarian, but he's kind of on the right. He's like kind of socially conservative these days. Cause he's getting older <laughs> and he's stuck. <laughs> and then his two friends are just like dumb old white dudes. Um, it was so much fun. I love how they were all, they all refused to have it recorded and were all really frightened that I might be recording the conversation, which I think sh- shows a little insight on how comfortable these people are with their own ideas. Yeah, true. But also it was like they were drinking all day and, you know, they didn't, it was understandable. They didn't want to just yeah, say, okay. say something off the top of their head and all of a sudden it's like out there. I got it. All of a sudden they're getting fired. Yeah. Meanwhile, I don't give a shit. I say awful things on this thing. <laughs> I put it on my resume, but um, here you go. Oh well, we call it uh, we called the political debate libs versus jibs. I have no idea why. <laughs> my friend named it that, and so we just kept calling them jibs. It was really funny. Bunch of jibs. They were a bunch of fucking jibs. Took my jibs. So are you uh, are you working from home right now? Or are you unemployed? Are you furloughed? I left my job on February fifteenth. Um, good timing. I know, uh, but I didn't want, so I left the job partly cause I was going on two months of vacation. I was going to Vietnam, Singapore. I was going to go to Amsterdam. I was going to go to uh, the East coast and see a bunch of people see you. Um, but then the little something called coronavirus hit literally as like, we were supposed to start that on like March like 20th. Um, so that was when the two month extravaganza was going to start. Um, so that all got delayed, but I haven't been working and I didn't like the company and and the dynamics that I was working with. So, um, I'm happy I got out of there. It like, wouldn't have been sustainable for me to stay there. Yeah. But, um, it's just been, I've just been like trying to relearn Italian, which I hate because my brain just doesn't want it. My brain doesn't want to do it. So I gotta, I gotta change my mindset be more positive. Yeah. Gotta be more positive about it. I think, um, do you I'm use just, a certain program? No, I've been using like a bunch of different things. So like every morning I um, just get on, I just get on this little Google doc that I'm showing you right now. And I just have like these six resources. And so like this first resource has been great. It's essentially a f- completely free, completely online course. And if I just memorize everything that they're giving me here and I like practice speaking it, I'll be, I'll be good to go. And then I got, I found this YouTube channel where this guy uh, like goes into conversation with you and you can like respond to his questions that he asks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You could also uh, like watch Italian soap operas and watch Italian uh, movies and stuff and see how they talk. And yeah, yeah, I should get in. I should like be more immersive with it. Like I said, I haven't, I watched Narcos Mexico. I wish there was Narcos Italy. Okay. I'm sure there's something good. There's so much good movies and TV now. Like I'm sure I could find something good. Yeah. So that's a good point. I gotta, I gotta change my tune and be more positive about it, you know, to get the momentum more and more, but I've been doing it every day and it's been a struggle. So yeah. Even if you have this like soap operas on in the background while you're like cooking yeah, and be like, Rodrigo, no, (laughs) can't believe you would say that. I remember when I visited Italy as a kid, my cousins all watched Baywatch and I thought that was so funny. I'm like, this is like crappy, but, but 
at the time there wasn't good Italian TV. So that was like all they had. Well, America has mastered television. Yeah, we think we solved television just like we yep. solved society in the 90s. Yep. 90s was good. Good time. Oh, my God. For us, for, for like, it was the best for my demographic. Holy shit. Yep. Kids in the 90s. And it was like female empowerment in an earnest way. There wasn't, I, I was ta- talking to Eve about this, how I think the 2010s was, was like the cynical era. And we're, we're coming out of the cynical era. Into um, the coronavirus era. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know what the next era will be, but. We were talking, I was telling her how the 90s was like a very serious time, especially the early 90s, like safe sex was in full swing. That's when it became very popular. Like the AIDS awareness was very popular, but also like gay being open about, about being gay was like a big thing and female empowerment and race issues. Like, I feel like a lot of stuff was coming on the table. It was very serious, but it wasn't cynical. We didn't have that backlash of like, oh, this is bullshit everyone was like kind of in agreement. Like, yeah, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. Like Titanic came out and yeah. Shania Twain, man, I feel like a woman. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, but like the fresh Prince, yeah, like shit was going well. And then, um, and then I think the 20, the two thousands is like the endless war era. It's like the Bush wars, essentially. Uh, it's nine 11 around Australia, Afghanistan. And then it's bookend <laughs> the Bushman Wars, the Bush Wars, um, Bush and then it and then it's like bookended by the financial crisis, which leads to the cynical era, you know. While we were in college, uh huh. And like the eighties was like the era of the excess, you know. The seventies, I don't know, was that like the hangover? That was also kind of a cynical era because <laughs> you're coming out of Vietnam and Watergate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that. I like looking at this kind of shit, but I don't know. Did you ever watch uh, Dallas Buyers Club? No, but my algorithm's been telling me to watch that for a while. You like it? Yeah. Well, McConaughey's great. Oh, he's he's amazing in Dallas Buyers Club. I think he won an Oscar for that. That's awesome. But I would highly recommend that amazing movie. All right. Just about about the AIDS crisis, like from the perspective of people who were living through it. Yeah. Thank you. So if you look at my YouTube homepage, it like gives you an idea of like what I watch, which is funny. I get that same uh, Joe Rogan one with Sean Carroll. Yeah. So I got a Joe Rogan preview. I have a basketball highlight preview. I have a funny show clip from a TV show I like. And then I have like, there's these clips from like the old time, old days, like 1994, what Americans thought about their money. But I was watching from the fifties, like what a normal house like they didn't have documentaries back then. They had like instructional videos and stuff. Right. Educational Hello videos. And welcome. Yes. Yes. Fun the- code instructional video. <laughs> yeah. And there was, there was one for like kids to behave. Like it was like an after school video to teach kids how to behave <laughs> yeah. correctly at the home. And, um, I just love shit like that. Yeah. Sit out and study. <laughs> yeah. Talk about the Negro problem. Um, and then I got, uh, Vox, Vox has great videos. Vice has great videos. I got some. I got a new music video that they're recommending to me. And then I have Gorilla versus the Orangutan, who is okay. the king of the Great Apes family. So that's a mix. It's like sports, TV, intellectual stuff, old sociological stuff, animals. It's my deal. Music. It's my algorithm, dude. This should be like a new. 
a new meme. You know how people what's your ha- algorithm. There is a yeah yeah. What's your algorithm? Like there's a meme going around where it's like you share four photos of yourself. One for Instagram. One's for Snapchat. I think one's for Facebook and one's for LinkedIn. Did you see that? Um, I don't know. Um, I I only use Facebook really. So okay, yeah. So this is on my screen. I'm showing you Dolly Parton's. Oh yeah, yeah, I have seen these. Yeah. <laughs> sure, hers is great because she really does have the range. Yeah. So like, she's got the Tinder pic, which is all sexy. She's got the family Facebook pic. She's got the the cool rocker Instagram FOMO pic. She's got the professional pic. She's great. That's so funny. That's good shit. Dolly. Dolly. Oh, from dude from the Appalachia. Oh yeah, you know John Prine, the uh, country musician. I have no idea who John Prine is. I the, thought, uh, I always thought it'd be Preen. Preen. John Prine. Uh, he just died uh, like two weeks ago. Of the cove. April seventh. Yep. So a month ago. Shit. Well, fucking a dude. What can I do? Yep. Good times. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to go eat some food and sing some karaoke. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do? I'm going to do one of those two things. Eat some food. What do you got? What kind of food are you going for? Uh, We got uh, stuffed peppers and zucchini boats with the same stuffing in them. Nice, dude. Nice. So eat me some of that. I got some leftover it's a Vietnamese place, but she does all kinds of food, the chef there. And this one is just called tofu curry noodles with a bunch of veggies in it. It's okay. so good. It's like a peanut. It's like a spicy peanut coconut curry sauce. Oh, my God. That sounds good. Holy shit. That is good. <laughs> shit. Well. Explicit. Let's do this again soon while we're while we're COVIDing it up. Hopefully in the coming months things will get a little normal, but. I don't know. Not holding out hope. <laughs> yeah. I don't think my restaurant will be open until like July. <laughs> I'm in yeah. the Poconos, which is like the, the number two hotspot in PA. Right. Yeah. You're, and you're right near New York. I mean, that's a bad, you're, you're in the thick of it. Yeah. We're here in late June for restaurants. So yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. Good times ahead. Fucking I do. Well, thanks for talking, dude. Yeah. Definitely do it again. Yep. Okay, applause there and we'll have uh, we'll have Blondie play us out again this has been the Unnecessary Podcast Lee any closing words no <laughs> <laughs> technically you did have a closing word <laughs> alright thanks for listening everyone thanks Lee see ya see ya